Considering the subject matter of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk, the hosts recommend using discretion when allowing anyone under the age of 17 to listen. This program is specifically designed to be listened to by adults and therefore may be unsuitable for children under the age of 17. This program may contain one or more of the following, crude indecent language, graphically described violence, sensitive subject matter including controversial topics, conspiracies, religion, the occult, and death. Listener discretion is advised. episode of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. Rick and Stephen welcome special guest paranormal investigator and journalist Maybelline Ibanez of the upcoming paranormal documentary, Balsam, a paranormal investigation starring Kane Hodder. They will discuss her experiences with the Grand Old Lady Hotel, her haunted history and so much more, right now on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. And welcome to episode 26 of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk podcast with your hosts, Rick Hale, ghost hunter, paranormal author, and sitting across from me is Stephen Lancaster, paranormal author, filmmaker. Dude, you've just done so much. It's kind of hard to keep up with it all. No, 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 man. I like where you're going. Let's do a whole show about it. Okay. Paranormal (laughs) author, filmmaker, ghost hunter, Stephen Lancaster. Hey, Stephen, how are you this hey, week? Hey, pretty good. And if you guys tuned in uh, to our last episode, you probably heard uh, Rick and I are going to do a special episode where instead we uh, of us just you know talking about things we want to talk about or interviewing people we want to interview, we are mm-hmm. going to take turns interviewing each other. Oh, my with, God, that should with, bore the shit out of people. No, you know, because I don't know about you, Rick, but it grows tiresome doing these show other shows and mm-hmm. they all ask the same questions to where yeah. you, you feel like a robot repeating the same thing the thousands you know probably like metallica feels every time they play enter sandman right <laughs> you know what i'm yeah, saying exactly so you know we will do an interviewing each other episode with unique questions okay all right so that'll be cool I mean, we'll start with the origin story. You know, every superhero's got one. But then Mm -hmm. after that, who knows what the question... He's not going to tell me what his questions are ahead of time, and I won't tell him what mine are. This is going to take me some time, because I am going to have to do my research, as as appears to be the popular thing to say these days. I'm going to have to do my research and find out as much ugly truth about Stephen Lancaster as I can find. Get as much dirt as you can. I've already got my 300 questions. So. 300 questions. (laughs) It's going to be an extended (sighs) edition. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I cannot wait (laughs) to do this. So, hey, we got ourselves a great show coming up today. We are going to be talking with uh, Maeve Ibanez. I believe I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Maeve Ibanez. And uh, Maeve, Maeve is like us, Steve. She is a old school paranormal investigator. But she's done a lot of stuff, man. She has investigated with, um, you know, 
people that were in movies. And we'll find out a little bit more about that. We're also going to find about her, uh, find out about her doing the documentary with uh, Jason Voorhees himself, Kane Hodder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, and we, we read that um, uh, press release last week. So we're going to be finding out more about that from Maeve when she comes on. Yeah. I would be the, the wrong person for Kane Hodder to investigate with. Because I, you know, I would wait till he was like in headphones, like really listening intently about something, and then I'd just get on a microphone, <laughs> just to <laughs> fuck with him. <laughs> I'm sure he's heard it all before. Yeah, yeah, because he's famous. Yeah, it's because he's famous. But uh, you know, hey, we're not like that here. No, we're Shadow definitely Initiative. not famous. <laughs> <laughs> nobody would even touch us with a 10-foot pole uh no but yeah like we we are not the we are not the sort that we are enamored with fame and all that that's that's just not that's not our that's not our jam it, it's it's really not it's really not but you've got a good topic to kick us off here man and we're even going to um take that into our guest mind so what what's 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 happening there rick so okay there there's always a lot of controversy about um the legitimacy and niceness i guess you could say of of um of the pair of paranormal investigation and i came across this uh this is from higgy pops paranormal hub higgy pop the people that brings you the popularity contest that is the uh Higgy Pop Paranormal Awards. They, they don't really do that anymore. We've discussed this on um, uh, past shows. But there's this article that they put out. It's called, Is It Morally Wrong to Hunt Ghosts at Concentration Camps? And, you know, it's it's a really thought-provoking um, article. And I really, you know, I, I really do want people to read this because, let's face it, we do hunt ghosts in places where there have been murders or suicides, but concentration camps, these are places of genocide. These are places where, like, in, for example, at uh, Nazi-occupied Poland at Auschwitz, um, there are people that try to go in there and, and hunt for ghosts. And I, personally, me, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Because this was a place where there was true horrors that were visited upon, you know, human beings by other so-called human beings. I, I just don't – I would not feel good about that. What What are your thoughts on that, Stephen? Well, I don't think – I think your – I think your question's all wrong, Rick. Your question's all wrong. I, I, I get what you are – trying to say but but okay. I, I don't think you're you're really relaying it the way you want to um, okay the way i'm taking it is is it right or wrong mm -hmm. well, well right or wrong is a matter of your own personal beliefs your your own your own ethical you know sure stance. completely subjective okay so i mean there's a lot would i do it absolutely okay, okay. Uh, but but there's a but to that um okay there's always, and, and your butt is pretty big, bud. It does the person who owns the property, are they okay with it? Do they welcome it? Okay, that's right. first and foremost to me. Um, mm -hmm. Is it, uh, are there people involved, like the, the family members that 
are okay with that. Yeah. You know, are they, you know, as long as it's, it's at peace with everybody, I have mm-hmm. no issue doing that because in the grand scheme of things, yes, we know terrible things happen there. Okay. Sure. But how many cemeteries and graveyards are investigated on the daily and you don't know the, the, the history and the story and the possible tragedies of every person buried there. So is that, that not, is absolutely correct. You know, is that not the same? You know, you, you yeah. could have uh, maybe four or five people just to think like worst circumstance here that, that were raped and murdered or molested mm-hmm. and murdered children or something. And you're investigating that graveyard and you don't know. Right. So I think it's just a matter of like you. I have no problem if you if you say I, I just wouldn't do that. That's yeah. cool, man. That's that's your your belief. That's just your heart telling you not to do it. Right. Whereas me, I would do it as long as it was smiled upon, you know? See, here, here, here's the thing, like, with my thoughts about it. If you're going to do it, I am not the kind of person that is going to tell another person that they shouldn't do it. But I am going to make suggestions. Be respectful. Don't be there just because you're trying to further your own career. Right. Or, God forbid, you're trying to get ratings for a television show. Do it and be respectful, keeping in mind that this is like the the what occurred at places like Auschwitz or Treblinka or other Nazi concentration camps. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring up this topic um, in a way because um, the last radio interview I did, um, I was asked um, because they admired the fact that I'm not a, a one night stand. You know, when it comes to investigating a location, you know as well as most people. That I sure. lived, I lived these places, and you right. know, you gotta keep going back. You gotta keep researching. You know, like the Brentwood over ten years, um, and we were talking about the Web Library, which um, is a place I think you and I've talked about a few times, maybe. We have. Um, it's about an hour or so from where I'm currently sitting, and my colleagues and I used to investigate it all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a very, very active place. And, uh, of course, you know, with that, everybody's got their own stories with it. Well, right. unfortunately, the the library director that, that we look to as the client, um, mm-hmm. she's no longer there for one reason or another. And okay. uh, she was very adamant about limiting who she allows to come into this place overnight or for the weekend. You know, very, very uh, picky. I don't think that's unreasonable. No, not, not would, at all. Not at all. Yeah, I would she, definitely want people there that's going to be good about it. She would do a lot of research, you know, through your website, through talking to you in meetings. You know, she wanted to know who you were as a person before just saying, yes, your team can come in there. And what sure. we were talking about on this radio show, you know, I was asked, is there any place that I haven't been back to? And I brought up the web library. I, you know, I said, you know, for years we, we investigated that place, you know, half a dozen mm-hmm. times a year. I said, but then it switched library directors. It took on basically this new director was a personal friend with this team that appeared out of nowhere. You know the okay. team. You know the teams I'm talking about. That all of a oh, sudden yeah. they pop up everywhere. They've got the and shirts, they have t-shirts. They've got the websites and claim that they've been at it for 20 years. Right? You know right. who I'm talking about. Well, oh, yeah. I, I actually know some of these people personally. Okay, and Mm -hmm. and to put it bluntly, they're fucking idiots. I mean idiots. They look at the TV shows as gospel. So that's how they roll. 
But hey, you know what? Here the thing is, is like that's all a lot of these people they have. They don't they they, they didn't grow up with um, investigators and researchers and eminent scientists that we grew up with. Okay, well, so that's like all they have. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Okay, but mm-hmm. this the the leader is dude. He's ten years older than you and me. Okay, okay so he, he he he's been he knows better right. if he has truly been involved with it for thirty some years, right? Sure. Which I know he hasn't. Anyways, because I know these people. Um. Right. Anyways, so with that being said, this motherfucker goes in there. And because he's personal friends with the now director of the library, cuts Mm -hmm. off anybody from coming in there again. Now, (laughs) now my books are in this fucking library. That's That's suspicious, man. That's the irony. Okay. Yeah. So this guy, and he is your stereotypical guy that has 1100 EVPs from that one location. Right. You know, of his team burping and belching and stomach growls and shirts scuffing and, you know, things that he's calling EVP. He pretty much. And it's a demon. It winds up being a demon. Right. Pretty much. I con- will take your soul. Pretty much contradicting every ounce of research that has been done before it. Right. Okay. It, it was in my first book. It, uh, the, more of the research is coming out in my book next year, The Haunts and Haints of North Carolina, um, through Schiffer Publishing. You know, so it's like he's he's turned it into a joke. So mm-hmm. now it's I take it as a personal insult because it's like now people will read. I just want people to know the truth. You know, if you really want to know what's going in there, read my books about it or, or listen to me talk about it on these shows. Because this sure. this guy is turning it into something he's making money off of. And I won't even get into that, but he's making money off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and, and of course, you know, like I was saying, I, like I was saying, I was playing devil's advocate with that, that that's all that they have. Right. But um, yeah, and, and I, I have heard this before, where somebody who is a personal friend, they are the one that's now in charge. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can go in there and do any kind of investigation. And I think the most famous instance of that was the demon house or the so-called demon house in Indiana, which right. is a mere like two hours from where I live, where this house um, was, was. So Zach goes in there, makes his documentary and then raises the damn house to the ground because uh, uh, underneath the pretense of, well, I don't want anybody else investigating in there because they could get hurt. Horseshit, dude. You didn't want anybody else investigating in there because you're full of it. Right. You're full of shit and it proved you wrong. And you know, I was, the point I was getting at is you know, these places like what you were talking about, um, you know, we can even say say with the, the Grand Old Lady Hotel, okay, mm-hmm. that we're going to be talking about here shortly. You know, this documentary is going to drop and everybody and their brother's going to want in there. Right. And, and it's like riding it's like riding coattails. So like this, yeah. this group with the Web Library, I put the motherfucker on the map and then they want to go in there and play authority on it. Right now, I've had people pissed at me, you know, about the Brentwood, mm-hmm. but that wasn't my choice. That was mm-hmm. the owner's, the client's choice. Mm-hmm. You know, they choose to be who they let in there and who they don't. It's not, right. oh, Stephen runs the monopoly on that place. No, I don't. Yeah, you know. So, 
Well, it's 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 like that here in Chicago. You know, it's like I tell a lot of people that our paranormal community, I guess you could say, here in the Windy City, it's it's run almost like the mafia, which is kind of strange because we have such a history of the mafia here in this town. Um, there's like one person who sits on top and then nobody else can do anything unless that person says that it's okay. Right. So it's it's very similar in that way. And the only reason that they, you know, have anything to do with the person on top is because they're either afraid of them or they need to kiss their ass in order to get by. Right. We've discussed this before. So it's like there is a lot of this that happens in the paranormal community no matter where it is. And like, you know, at the web library, for example, that's that's an even that's an even better example of it. Yeah. And it, and it's sad, you know, the, the real slap in the face. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this was five years ago, maybe six, maybe longer. Um, my wife and I were in the area. Uh, we were actually investigating a, um, I guess, like a beach house kind of thing. Uh, it was close to the beach, which isn't far mm-hmm. from the web library. And we saw that this paranormal team was doing an event at the, the web library and uh, to make money. They were selling tickets, all this shit. I mean, they turned mm-hmm. it into a circus. And now, now keep in mind, I did events there. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did what we called teen nights where we allowed curious teenagers with their parents to come mm-hmm. watch our presentation on the web library and then stay and investigate with us. Okay. It was kind of a proactive thing to bring that curious teenager mind in and see how it's really done under parental supervision. Well, sure, of course. we didn't charge for that shit. We didn't charge for any of that. But um, so I, I contact this guy. I said, hey, you know, we're we're like 30 minutes away from you. I mean, you know, I wrote the book on that location, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do, do you want me to, you know, you want us to come and, and like, be, you know, be some of your speakers or whatever he said i'd have to charge you guys 25 dollars a person get the hell out of here i swear to you i oh my swear god so he got the big fuck you but yeah what yeah you know I, I i always i always like to try and come down on on being nice about it but that right there nah i'm sorry dude but you cannot yeah. be nice about that yeah so i i don't hide the fact you know, that, that show was on. I don't hide the fact that, look, here's the truth about the place. Anything that you hear elsewhere is mm-hmm. fucking fake. Sure. So, fuck him and his fucking group. With that being said, Rick, we've got a great guest coming up. Some awesome topics I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hear all about. I'm ready to hear about all this shit. This is great. Oh, yeah. Um, so, let's take a quick break. We'll get set up because I know she's going to be calling us and, and, and you guys at home. Rick's got something else he wants to say. I do. See, that's what it, our interview and each other is going to be like. Something's just going to get thrown <laughs> at you, Rick. And you're going to be, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the questions do revolve around your hooker story. Okay. My, my hooker story. Okay. So, so for the record, I did not kill this hooker. She had died about 70 years before I was even born. So with that being said, my friends, we will be right back. Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk is now available on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and many more. To contact the hosts, 
visit www.shadowinitiativetv.com or email them at shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. That's shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And welcome back to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk Podcast with your hosts, Rick and Steven. Today, we welcome to the show Maeve Ibanez. Maeve has investigated the paranormal since the 90s. She is one half of the Wicked Wonders team and a para-journalist with Paranormal 13. She has investigated with Kane Hodder, Petey Pablo, Dave Sheridan, who was Deputy Doofy from Scary Movie, and Felissa Rose of Sleepaway Camp. That was a movie that scared the hell out of me when I was like 10 years old. Of course. Um, her latest project, Balsam, brings her love of the paranormal and her love of horror together into a must-see investigation. Maeve, welcome to the initiative. Hi, thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to actually be uh, finally talking to you. Because I know we I know, trade back right. back and forth, yeah. Um, so, you know, we're just going to jump right into it. You know, Maeve, like like Stephen and I, you are a, you're, you're an old school investigator and researcher. I sure am. I've been doing this. Um, my mom did it, so I kind of grew up with her. So basically in my blood. So. Right, right. So, what, so is that what got you interested? Or did you have like, uh, you know, like, some kind of big experience that blew your mind and you're like, I have to know more about this. Actually, no, I've never, I've had a few big experiences, but when I was younger, it was just part of life. My mom um, would have friends over and they would do seances and play with Ouija boards. And I remember that as far back as when I was like eight or nine. (laughs) So it's always, um, mom was really into UFOs. So I know that my first little soiree into investigating anything was ufos we would go and sit on the mountain and just look so and that just led and it just kept going so it's yeah i mean steven over here he's been abducted a few times and i hear even pro <laughs> i enjoy it I, I enjoy dangerous it. man <laughs> <laughs> somehow i am not surprised you know i told i was totally making that up but right now i can see how that is actually a thing um so, <laughs> I, I can actually see Stephen being abducted by space aliens, but um, so you know, maybe you you go way back in this, back to the nineties when you've been investigating. Um, have you always investigated with the team, or or did you start out just doing it on your own? I just started out on my own. Um, I joined the team um, early two thousands and was with them for about five years, and we. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of went our own ways, and um, my friend Amanda and I are wicked wanders, and we've been friends okay. forever. We went to high school together, so it's basically just the two of us now, and we just um, do we go looking for cryptids, UFOs. It's not just paranormal; it's basically anything odd and scary and fun. So, sure, anything strange and unusual, as I like to yes. call it. Um, so, as an investigator, what do you do primarily? Do you do you primarily do um, uh, private homes or do you do businesses, hotels? What What is your target as an investigator? Um, I've done home investigations with my um, old team, and I'm just not, not drawn to home investigations too much. I do like, I mean, you know, the popular, the, the pay to investigate the Waverly Hills and 
those kinds of places. But we basically just try to go out and just find haunted stuff, creepy stuff, creepy buildings. The creepier, the better. Um, I like more of the elemental style stuff. I like to be outside um, the fairies and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, I like I'm more elemental with things. I like to be outside a lot. Sure. Now, do you have much of that in your area? Uh, we weren't allowed to use the word fairy when I was growing up in Irish American. <laughs> so we weren't really allowed to use it. So we had to call them the fae or the gentry yes. or the good people, that kind of thing. Do you have much of that in, um, down there in North Carolina? I am actually, I just relocated to Chattanooga. So oh. I'm in Chattanooga. Yeah. And the history down here is insane. There's, um, civil war. The Chattanooga was the beginning of the, um, trail of tears so the land right. down here is just electrified it's pretty it's pretty intense and i volunteer um over at old haunted old south pittsburgh hospital in mm-hmm. um, south pittsburgh tennessee it's only like 30 minutes from here i've been there so it's a great place i love Isn't it i was just there last week yeah <laughs> so i try oh, to get wow. there as much as possible so it's only like 20 minutes, 30 minutes from my house, depending on traffic. So Okay. So let, let's talk, since since we've both been there, Stephen, have you been to Old South Pittsburgh Hospital? Oh, yeah. Okay. I am not ashamed to say it. This place is haunted. Like, when I was there, I think it was in, it was in 2013 or 2014. I mean, I am, like, hearing voices that weren't there. I'm getting, like, really awesome EVPs. Um, and I actually had a uh, had an apparition walk right in front of me like this and i i get i get got the sense that it was a female apparition but let's talk a little bit about old south big pittsburgh hospital because it is on the radar of many in the paranormal community what's the history of old south pittsburgh and why is it so goddamn haunted you know i honestly don't know why it's so haunted um it has a very it doesn't have a very tragic history i mean it was just an old yeah small town hospital and it closed because the town just outgrew it. I mean, like any other hospital, there were deaths there and definitely Mm -hmm. some of the, some of the doctors still hang around there, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have too much of a tragic history. So I'm not, I honestly really don't know why it's so haunted in that area. Um, I do know, like I said, Chattanooga itself and this whole area down here, um, the railroads, the water, it just kind of tends to draw the energy in, you know, so I'm, I don't know why, though, but it is so haunted there. I have heard so many voices. Um, mm-hmm. The voices is what gets me. is because you don't hear that, too. I mean, you hear with EVPs and stuff, but not very right. often do I hear voices with my ears while I am walking around places. And that place is awfully loud. It, it really is. There was an EVP that I had caught. It was on the second floor, and I don't remember exactly what the location was. But you could, it, it sounded like a doctor conversing with a nurse. And they were talking about medical stuff. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a high school graduate. I don't know, you know, much about, you know, medical uh, type stuff. But they were talking about a procedure, a heart procedure. And I'm catching this on EVP. And it was probably the most extraordinary EVP that I've ever caught. Wow. Yeah, no, that would be really interesting. We did, um, I was with a group, I was chaperoning a group, and they played um, the heart monitor. And 
it eventually like the heart stopped and they had the REM pod set up and it was like as soon as the um, heart monitor flatlined all the equipment mm-hmm. started acting up so it's very um very medical i mean you know a lot of these places you get all kinds of stuff but the doctors seem to really hang around there right right and they see um oh sorry go ahead sorry about that um dr taylor is one of the doctors i believe that um they catch a lot of and you can see he had a he used to smoke a uh, pipe and so you can see the smoke and stuff out of nowhere they've got tons of videos on the old south page um if you go check that out on mm-hmm. Facebook of the smoke from Dr. Taylor's um, pipe. It's really wild. Okay. Yeah. I, the, the place that I saw the, sh- you know, I using the term shadow person because for, you know, lack of um, something else to use, but the apparition that I saw was by the, um, by the nursery. Oh yeah. I was, yeah, I was there as a, um, with, with a group of people and uh, it's very rare that I ever do that kind of thing. But I was there with a group of people, and um, it, there was two people standing to one side of me, and I was over here. And then all of a sudden, like this this female apparition just passes right between the two of us, and it's like I'm actually getting chills um, just saying that. But, but did you experience anything like that in the nursery? Because I know the nursery is very haunted. Um, we got, we were using an ovulus with my prior team and, um, and there, and we were kind of, she was kind of, um, doing the sing song read along with the kids. And she mm-hmm. was, she asked all, or asked the spirits to count backwards with us. And the ovulus actually counted backwards with us from 10. And I've never mm-hmm. had that happen ever with one of those devices. And it counted backwards. I do know that when um, Ronnie bought, um, the hospital, that was, one of the precipitating factors for him buying the hospital was the fact that he had experienced a full apparition of a nurse walking past him. Kind of wonder if that's what that was. It was listening to him tell the story is a lot like what you just said, almost exactly. So, okay. So I guess that that's what I saw. Uh, it was just, it was just this black form and I could tell that it was a woman just walked you know, right, right, right between me and the other two people. And I even said to the, said to one of the, one of the people that was, she was a young woman. And I was like, did you just walk in front of me? And she's like, no, I've been standing here the whole time. And as you know, it is dark up there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's like the third and last time that I've, that I've seen an actual apparition. I've seen some shadows, shadow play there a lot more than I have a lot of other places. I've only, seen some something i would call an actual shadow person a couple Mm -hmm. times and one was in gettysburg and the other one was at old south okay yeah my family and i we were just in gettysburg and uh you know got some great pictures saw some really cool stuff but no ghosts i'm kind of disappointed about that oh we went we had a great time we saw um one of the most i don't want to say i squealed I don't scream. I don't get, I don't get startled much, but sure. I squeal. I'm not going to lie. And I tried to climb over the person behind me to get out of the way. <laughs> so <laughs> We were standing at the bottom of these stairs and it legit sounded like someone was running down the stairs at us. Like we okay. all kind of stepped back and it felt like it was just going to run right into us. And that was probably one of the more intense moments I've had. Yeah. I squealed and tried to get out of the way. <laughs> not my proudest moment. <laughs> you know what, though? It, it's like, it, 
anybody and everybody could say uh, that's involved in this, you know, play the tough guy and be like, oh, yeah, I would never squeal. I would never scream. I would never run. Bullshit, dude. You have done it. And I know you have. We, we all have yeah. at one time or another. Yeah. And even if it's not paranormal related, like I've definitely been startled. I mean, you go to these places, there's animals, there's flying creatures, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely had my, my share of jump scares. And I, I can yeah. scare myself better than anything else can. So, <laughs> Well, you know, there's a, there's a difference between being startled and being scared. Yeah, but, you know what I mean. Like, like something yeah. could just fall in my room, and you know I'm gonna like react to it. You know, but that doesn't mean you're necessarily, you know, scared. I just wanted to chime in. I'm I'm here too. You know. Rick, yeah, I was wondering Rick, where you Rick, were, Stephen. Rick does this to me. He he gets these guests, and then I'm just here. <laughs> this so, is a tissue of lies. Made. I was actually I was actually working on my new app. I've been working on an app. You'll be able to get it too. Um, I don't know if you can see it there or not. It, it's uh, it's it's called Rick is boring. It's, it's right there. Um, that's gonna make my first million. I guaranteed. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, you know what? I I better get paid for that because if there's likeness involved, I'm getting I'm getting paid. Oh, there's likeness. There you buddy. go. Okay. <laughs> so so what made you? Uh, unless I missed it while I was working on the app. Um, what made you go from North Carolina to Tennessee? Were you always in North Carolina? Um, I was I was born in Greenville, Tennessee, which is right on the Tennessee North Carolina line, and I grew up in Haywood County, North Carolina, and lived there my whole life, um, bouncing back and forth because my parents and everybody lived in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a job offer in the middle of all this COVID craziness, and so we just packed up and moved in the middle of the pandemic because um, I got a job down here. So. There are not many jobs in the mountains, unfortunately. So. No, there's not. Now, you know, yeah. before we get to the the granddaddy of the conversations, you know, the whole reason you're you're here to talk about, um, with when you were in North Carolina, did you ever hit, you know, what I like to call the commercial, the commercial haunts, you know, like the battleship North Carolina? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah or um. And, some other place. Talk about some of the places you, you've uh, investigated in North Carolina. Um, well, in North Carolina, that's when I did a lot of home investigations. I did a lot of home investigations in North Carolina. I did the battleship, um, the Trivet Clinic. Um, oh, I can't remember the name. It's where they filmed um, District 12 in the Hunger Games, Henry River Village. I had a really interesting experience there. That one was pretty neat. Um, but all that's outside. That's kind of like in my wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> I um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, I live, dude. <laughs> I live close to Cherokee, North Carolina, and so there's a place up there called Smokemont, and there's all kinds of um, churches and old schools and old buildings in the Smoky Mountains, anyway. So, just a lot of places up there. I've been. Um, went to Moundsville, West Virginia is kind of, we go there a lot for some reason. We've been to Moundsville, um, what's the, Sweet Springs, and um, where else have I been? Waverly, of course, mm-hmm. a few times. But you can't not go to Waverly. <laughs> so, <laughs> but just basically around in that area. 
traipsing around. So, so what what did you think about the battleship? I liked it. I liked it. Um, lots of random noises. We did have an experience in the chow hall where it sounded like we waited until it was like breakfast time when they should have been getting up and moving around, and it sounded like one of the benches scooted back, like someone was sitting in it. So that was pretty wild. So did it you, was definitely an active place. When when I know they've changed the way it can be investigated now. At what at what point did you do it? Did you have access to the entire ship or just like the touring area? I think we had access to the whole thing. We it was um mid I wanna say two thousand seventeen. Sixteen or seventeen, but we had pretty much free reign there. We went all over the place, so did you get to talk to Danny at all? I don't remember. I don't remember. I can't uh, remember anybody's name. I know there was a guy there with us, but I don't remember his name. Well, Danny Danny Bradshaw, he was um, he's the one who put that place on the map. He's like 300 and some years old now. But <laughs> he, uh, he was the original night watchman. And you could oh, just wow. sit and listen to this old man talk. He's the whole reason that people know that that place is haunted. His first night, his first night, there's an apartment on board, and that's where the night watchman stays. Well, his first night was so bad, he slept in his car. Oh, I've actually heard that story before. Yeah, and and that's kind of what started the whole thing with with the battleship. And I've got an interview on tape with him somewhere, Rick. I'll have to play on here if we ever talk about the battleship during an episode. Um, It's it's him telling his story, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I found it exhausting. I found it. I yes. mean, up and down all those tight, all the tight quarters, and because we mm-hmm. were on it for twelve hours, we were on it from seven thirty at night until seven thirty in the morning. And wow, you probably know as well as I do. It takes days to get the smell of the battleship off of you. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. I was so sorry. And I'm slightly claustrophobic, so some of those places. It was it was a test. It was a test. <laughs> well, we dropped, you know, because we got all the way down to where there's there's water and rats in the very bottom. Wow. But yeah, I think we, it's down there. Yeah, when we would take a turn, we'd drop a glow stick. So we use glow sticks to mark how to get the hell out of there. Because <laughs> it's a I, labyrinth down I, in that I, thing. Because unless you're, you're you know, uh, a seaman, you, you don't right. know how to read... The, the how they label where you're at, you know, it's all in code. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like your guess well, is, I, is I mine. Have, yeah, I have crappy direction anywhere. I can get lost in any place I go. So yeah, it's like take a left at the fifteenth uh, tunnel you just took. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it all looks the same too. You know, except like the only places that are different are, are, are like the the infirmary, which is really creepy, and, mm-hmm. and the, the cafeteria area. You know. The, the, you know where you're at when you're in those spots, but like everything else, it just—it's like a bad horror movie. It's like you just keep walking down the same yep. corridor over and over again. <laughs> that would just—that—that that would be weird for me because, like you, Maeve, I'm claustrophobic as well. Yep. And I prob and and add, add rats in with that. Oh my god! Forget At least it's it. not snakes, man. Oh, that too. Well, look. With that being said, that. we are talking to Maeve. What once was North Carolina is now Tennessee. <laughs> and we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have more Maeve. You know, getting more Maeve. 
It's like <laughs> everybody needs more mate. We need a jingle. Anyway, so you guys stick around and we'll be right more back. Oh my God, Rick, don't, don't, just don't. Are you a fan of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk? Leave the hosts a review and your thoughts on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, Ghana, Jayasab, or wherever you enjoy the show. You are listening to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with authors and ghost hunters Stephen Lancaster and Rick Hale. She's alive. All right, and we're back, unfortunately, with Rick. But we do have our guest, Maeve, here. Um, Rick hasn't taken the hint that his singing or his random slogans just aren't working. No, no. So, Rick, Steven, well, go ahead, go ahead, buddy. I know you got... I was just going to say, I was going to say, Stephen is the... Um, um, so not only self-proclaimed world's sexiest ghost hunter, but self-proclaimed... Um, Everything. Genius of everything, this show. Everything. Everything. Everything is self-proclaimed. Everything. No, it's not <laughs> self-proclaimed. I have won some actual awards, hail, Okay, and it, it, it wasn't me giving them to myself. Okay. It's playing video games, but still, I won. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So okay, get, get back to your say? get back to your little interview, Rick. God knows. The show isn't always about me. <laughs> Welcome back to the Shadow Initiative. We are joined by Maeve Ibanez, and uh, we're talking about her investigations. And one of the things that we need to get into, last, uh, last Wednesday, Maeve, we do a Wednesday show as well. And we read the um, press release that you sent us about your work with Kane Hodder and doing this investigation. Now, it says here in the bio that you sent us that you've investigated with Kane Hodder, Pete Pablo, Dave Sheridan, who is Deputy Doofy uh, from Scary Movie, and Felissa Rose. How do you hook up with these uh, you know, famous horror icons? Um, it started, um, me and Amanda go to a lot of horror conventions, and you okay. meet a lot of people at these horror conventions, and we just happen to meet the right people. And it has just kind of snowballed and gone from there. It's been a great experience. In, right. in other words, Rick, she's not telling us because she don't want us stalking them. <laughs> you saw what she did there, right? I, oh, I, I saw what she did there. We promise there will be no stalking. Not on my no, end. I met this wonderful, wonderful person. His name is Tony Cadwell. You can follow him on Facebook. He's a filmmaker, and he does yes. some great stuff. And he's really the, the genius behind all of us. So. Now, that name sounds is, – is he from North Carolina? <laughs> That, he is. That might he did, be why uh, that... movie. Okay, because when Rick threw that name out, I was like, where do I... I don't know him personally, but it's like, where do I know that name from? It's like, say, in North Carolina, a ghost can't fart without me knowing about it. So if there's, like, anything <laughs> related to it, I, you kind of hear it, you know, through the grapevine. Right. But right. I got to ask. I got a question. And I, I don't want you to take this as um, being put on the spot. And I don't want you to take this uh, as an insult. And I don't want you to take this as... Just don't take it negatively. This is just a genuine question. 
did, or maybe maybe it didn't even cross your mind, but it, it would cross mine, and I know it would cross Rick's. He's sitting here thinking, "Oh my God, what is yeah, about to ask? This is this is quite the build up. I know, man. We're writers, man. Oh yeah, no, I know. It's all about the climax. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so <laughs> did you have any hesitation or doubt, or did it cross your mind like I'm doing this with actors? Yep. Now, 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 I want to make something clear. There. There's nothing out there that says actors can't go and be interested in paranormal investigating. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like everybody else. But I would always wonder a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. And I had never, um, Kane was the first actor I've ever um, investigated with. And I did not realize that it, I'm a horror fan. And mm-hmm. I love all things horror. And I'm ashamed that I did not realize that Kane's part of a ghost hunting team called Hollywood Ghost Hunters. And I didn't realize um, just how into ghost hunting he was until I met him. So I was a little, I was a little skeptical. One, um, I've seen him at cons and stuff, and he's super intimidating anyway. I mean, it's Jason Voorhees. Right. And um, I wasn't sure what to expect when we showed up to work with him. But he was, he took it very, very seriously. Um, I've just a couple others were a little less serious, but Kane was super serious about it. He really was in it for the evidence. That's cool. I, I'm just, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's always just been a, like, I guess with Kane, yeah, the intimidating part. I mean, I'd be like, I, you know, do you really believe, you know, I, that's how it would be because he's like, what, nine foot tall? Something like that. <laughs> he's, he's an intimidating fellow. <laughs> you know, so, but at the same time, you're there and you're a part of it. So you, you would know if somebody, I guess, was overacting because you saw what they saw too. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Well, and when Kane decided, when he, it, it was just in talks for a while. And before he even agreed to do it, one of his main things is, I'm not going to fake anything. Um, as intimidating, I mean, I don't want to say, because, I mean, people may take it wrong. I don't want to say dry, but he was very, just, like I said, very serious about it and serious about just the craft of it. Like I said, he said he was, if he caught anything um, that we were faking or anything like that, he was going to walk off. He was, that's awesome. So I, I appreciated yeah, that. But it was also, um, we didn't have a humongous team either. So there wasn't, there wasn't a, it wasn't a whole humongous crew. I mean, we had a little crew, so there just there wasn't much much room to um, for him to act. Really, I mean, we all had cameras on us pretty much the whole time. So, so before I let Rick just take over the show again, um, the the Grand Old Lady Hotel. Okay, this is the documentary that's coming out. Um, mm-hmm. I have I've seen it. It's on Amazon. I've, I've I saw it there. Um, I guess my question is: have, uh, First off, have you seen like a cut of it, or is it going to be? Oh yeah, I've okay. seen it. So why, of all places, mm-hmm. who who chose that place, and and what was the reason behind choosing that? Um, actually, it <laughs> you, uh, um, it came up because I live there. Um, it's it was twenty minutes from not even twenty minutes from our house. Um. We had 
taken, I think Tony, we had taken Tony um, on a ghost hunt, me and Amanda, and we all kind of got together and it was so active that we just really wanted to make sure we got back in there. And like I said, it just kind of worked out that Kane could go with us for that return trip. So we got a lot of evidence that first time when it was just the three of us just going and goofing off. So it just worked out to be a really good place to take him. Cool. Okay. Okay. Ricky, you can have her back. All right. You egotistical <laughs> bastard. So, uh, <laughs> so, okay. Now in the documentary, I've never even heard of this location. Um, or even Boston, North Carolina. I've never heard of it. What is and, and here on the Shadow Initiative, we are about um, education and history. What is the history of this location that um, that drew you there? Um, for me, it's where it's located. The mountains up there in that area, Balsam. Um, there's so much to tell. I don't even know where to begin. It was basically just built. Um, there's a railroad right outside. Um, mm-hmm. This was, the building itself was built as a just like a getaway, a hotel for the upper class. Back in that time frame, I guess people would leave when um, there were sickness, tuberculosis, and they would escape to the mountains. And there was a spring there, so people came there for health and wellness, and mm-hmm. to escape the heat because it was pre-air conditioning time. So when everybody would come. Um, to the mountains to escape the heat and, and the diseases and stuff and the sicknesses that were happening at that time frame. Sure. But this, there's the, the water up there was supposed to be healing. I mean, it's close to the reservation. So a lot of the information that went out was that the waters up there were almost magical and healing from the springs. And that's what brought people up there. And prior to that, that whole area, have you ever heard of the Rutherford Trace? Not many people have. The what? Um, Rutherford Trace. That does sound familiar. Maybe, you know, make it, you know, jog my memory a little bit. Um, I know that they're trying to get the Rutherford Trace put on the um, official map of the Trail of Tears back when they Oh, yes. Okay. It's not okay. officially on there. So they've really been trying to um, get that historical um, site noted. But that went mm-hmm. right in front of where the grand old lady was, was built. That's where they um, built that railroad. And of course, a lot of people died building the railroad and it was just, it's a very traumatic area. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so haunted up there. Right. Are are, are there any uh, native American spirits that are involved at the location? Um, They're in and out of there a little bit. Yeah. Um, There was, we'll have to watch the documentary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh you're gonna be but like that <laughs> i'm gonna be like that no but look there are a big some... shot now <laughs> <laughs> look at me go but um with it being so close to the reservation i mean it's hard to get anywhere up there where there's not native american spirits sure i mean it's they're just all over the place up there well, that's something that I always say, you know, everybody always talks about how, oh, well, if it's built on a Native American burial ground, then that means it's going to be haunted. With that being said, and if that being so, this entire nation should be haunted by some pretty angry Native Americans. There's a spot right down the road from where I live, and it's terrible. And at some point, I need, I want to bring some um, just light to it. But down the road from me in a parking lot next to Chick and Starbucks is where they buried a bunch of there's an Indian graveyard mm-hmm. where 
they um, buried some people, some, I guess, that had been part of the school when they were relocated down here for the Trail of Tears. But mm-hmm. it's just built up. It's built up around it. And like literally in the middle of a park, a shopping mall parking lot. So, okay. yeah, I'm going to say there's some pretty pissed off Native Americans. I would be. So, yeah, all over the place. Well, I know that, you know, in the in, in the Appalachian area, um, my my family is originally from Tennessee and from Alabama and uh, my aunt and uncle live in Virginia. So it's like I'm well aware of, you know, of, of the Appalachians. And there are a lot of ghostly tales concerning the, Appala- the Appalachians and not just ghosts, but have you ever come across anything like the, the, the little people of the hills, the Pukwudgie? Yes. Yes, yes. And we talk about that some in the documentary, too, I think. I can't remember if that came up. I know we talked about it while we were up there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's always the little people. I have um, friends and stuff, like, that live on the reservation. And it's 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 always in conversation. You know, something goes missing. Oh, it's the little people. Something happened outside. Oh, it's the little people. So it's it's all over the place up there. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love old, old Southern... Um ghost stories uh you know having grown up with them my grandmother was a um was sensitive and uh so it kind of runs in my family a little bit i i mean not so much but um yeah so it's like i grew up listening to these old uh you know stories of native americans of the little people of uh, of, uh civil war soldiers and it's all just it's like fascinating well and one thing with the grand old lady is it's humongous i mean it's huge Mm-hmm. And it's built on reclaimed Native American land. I mean, that whole the whole town basically is everything up there. Mm-hmm. And to me, it almost seems like a slap in the face. We're going to take your land and we're going to build this big monstrosity for all the rich people to come stay at and use your waters to, to be healed. And yeah. it just it seems so out of place with where it's at because it is so big. I know. I, so, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, unlike Rick, who doesn't want to seem to wait for the documentary, I will definitely <laughs> be buying it. And especially now hear, hearing more about what you're saying, because my wife's Cherokee, you know, so. Oh, well, my I'm, oldest son is. You know, so that's, she's going to dig it just, just because there's ties to it in, in some way. Um, you know, I had a question, but, but Rick kind of, he just, that's like, so it's like, ah. And then I forget. And oh, okay, I know what my question was. Unlike Rick, I know how you don't want to spoil the documentary, and he's trying to get you to. He's trying to get you to slip up. Is what he's trying to do. I am trying to. Yeah, um, I admit it. Okay, is there now? You said you investigated the location prior to filming the documentary, which I kudos to you for doing that because that's how I do mine. <laughs> we investigate the places numerous times. We gather up the evidence. Yeah. We make sure it's worthy of a documentary, worthy of your time. Exactly. You know. So, with that being said, we know I I don't want you to spoil the documentary. Um, so, is there Such something that is, is there something that you can talk about? You know, something you experienced there, or a piece of evidence that you captured that isn't related to the document. You know, that isn't going to spoil anything in the documentary. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. there's. Um... We got one of the bigger things that happened to us that first trip that we went that kind of is what sparked us to go back is that there's the double doors that go into the um, kitchen area. And we sat there and 
people say they can see feet or something. It's the way she has that big um, dining room area set up. There's like curtains and stuff. And people said they were seeing feet underneath it. So we sat in there and we were trying to see it. And what it is, is that door opening and closing. Now, mm. that being said, it sh it's a heavy door. And we went over and it was a good 20, 30 minutes that we sat there and that door would move on command. We'd like, can you open the right door? And the right door would open. And we're like, okay, can you open the left door? And then the left door would open. And then it would just do everything we asked it to do. And they would move separately of each other. So if it was the wind, you would think both of them would move. I mean, there was a little bit of a draft, but we go over and it's hard to move those doors. They're really heavy. And to me, to have it moving on command like that was pretty crazy. And that was one of the things that I want, one of the reasons I wanted to get back in because it, what, it did seem intelligent and it did, it did what we asked it to do. So that was pretty crazy. Awesome. And you know, one last question and we'll take a break. Do you know what this is? Bojangles? Yes. Thank you, May. Of Maeve. course. Thank uh, you, May. Of course. Steven has eaten that stuff on air. I, you know, Rick don't know. Bojangles. Rick don't know no bow. He, he don't know no bow. <laughs> yeah. I am. I am. Up, I'm up here in Chicago. We don't have no. We don't have Bojangles. Those have bow rounds, man. They apparently, Life. you know, they don't have cable TV or internet or anything up there. <laughs> Running inside water. Right. <laughs> But that's exactly. Okay. Yeah, we're you know we're, we're we we live a very simple existence in the uh, one of the biggest cities of the world. <laughs> it's a it's okay. It's okay. Rick. It's okay. All right. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back with more Mave, more Rick, and more of this guy. So you gotta stick around. Paranormal investigator Rick Hale offers you the Geek's Guide to the Strange and Unusual. Poltergeists, Ghosts, and Demons. Bullets, Booze, and Babes, The Haunted History of Chicago and Illinois. And behold, shocking true tales of terror and some other spooky stuff. But if you're thirsty for more, I bring you true case files of a paranormal investigator and dark spirits, a man terrorized by the supernatural. But if you want to go even further, dive deep into the dark reality of haunted dolls check out my paranormal bestsellers norman the doll that needed to be locked away and norman 2 the true story of a possessed doll's revenge available at amazon barnes and noble and wherever fine books are sold we now return to shadow initiative paranormal talk with your hosts rick hale and stephen lancaster and welcome back to the Shadow Initiative with Stephen and Rick. We're talking with uh, Maeve Ibanez today about her experiences working with uh, Kane Hodder at, uh, in, in, in a documentary. And I've, I've been trying to get her to give things away, but she's not doing it. Uh, you got your kiss ass over here. Whatever. Uh, Stephen, you know, he's, he's, he's not doing it. But you know, uh, maybe you want to talk a little bit more about Kane. What, what are some of the experiences that he had? Um, when I first met Kane, he was very, very set in the fact that he has not had many paranormal experiences. Now, like I said, he was part, uh, he is part of the um, Hollywood Ghost Hunters. And mm -hmm. he always, 
he kept mentioning, he was like, everybody has all these experiences, but it's like when he enters the room, everything stops. And so he was really looking for that personal experience because it sounded to me like he just really hadn't had any kind of personal experiences up to this point much. And I believe it says it in the press release, um, but I can't remember. But he came out after this whole thing was over and said this was the most activity that he has ever experienced anywhere. Okay. And it was a very humbling experience for me to watch him get a little uncomfortable. Like, we mm -hmm. all started, like I said, he's a super intimidating guy. And I didn't know, like, you're wandering around the dark with a guy that plays the serial, serial killers every, like, slasher serial killers. So yeah. it was really interesting to me to see him get shook a little. Like, there was a couple times when he was really like, whoa, that really just happened. And I love investigating with people that, um, either new investigators or people who, um, start having paranormal experiences because to me the experience is the driving factor there i mean that's why i go is to have these experiences and it's something special to be with somebody when they have these life-changing almost experiences and for to be there when kane had one of the biggest experiences he's ever had was was pretty intense right so what was the experience can you say or no you're going to have to watch the documentary. God damn, man. <laughs> Come on, dude. Nice try. Nice try. Uh, see, you know, it's like I, 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 I try to get slick, try to get sneaky. You get not. You know what? And that's how I know you're a good investigator, Maeve, because I have been trying to get slick and sneaky with you. And you're just you're just not having it. Nope. And way to cover, Rick. Way to cover. Way to cover. <laughs> so, okay. We, you know. I, I didn't want to end. I, I, I won't. I didn't want to end this uh, interview without talking about. You call yourself a paranormal journalist with Paranormal Thirteen. What is Paranormal Thirteen? Um, paranormal Thirteen is a newer website. Um, what we're trying to do is get a place where one thing I've noticed, and I'm sure you guys have, it's hard for investigators to come together for some reason. There is always drama. For some reason, oh, I'm aw, <laughs> and it's just it's I don't I don't understand. There's so much talk about para unity. I hate really. I don't know like that term too much, but there's yes. so much talk about it. But nobody wants to not be hateful with each other, and there doesn't <laughs> seem to be like that one place where people can go and without judgment tell their experiences or Sorry, my son just scared the <laughs> shit out of me. I'm, I'm, I'm up in his room, mate, and he gave up your grab something. And I'm like, what the hell? Oh, now that was an example <laughs> of actually being scared. Being that wasn't no, startled. No, that was an example of being startled. No, that but, was okay, scared. We ahead, saw sorry, it, man. We saw that it. That was but we just want to, we want to highlight people's evidence. You know, we're not, and that was one thing with the documentary and the, what Paranormal 13 does and what me and Amanda do. And um, we're not here to convince anybody that goes surreal. We're never going to be able to do that. I love that because that's kind of my thing too. Like my, my, my son will be like, you know, I really hate it when people say they don't believe in ghosts. And it's like, man, I don't care what people believe in. Right. So what we do with Paranormal 13 is we share our experience. 
and mm-hmm. we want to share other people's experiences and we're not here to jam it down your throat and be like no this really happened and this was a ghost no this is what we experienced and if you can figure it out awesome let us know what it is but if not i mean it's just a place to share experiences and we're trying to highlight different teams we're trying to just be a place where investigators can come and get news you know what i mean like just fantastic yeah just a just a community because there doesn't seem to be as much talk of community as paranormal investigators do and saying mm-hmm. there's just not much of it and i think we could all learn from each other if we could just get past some of the some of the drama bullshit <laughs> so hopefully paranormal 13 will be a good place for people to come together so if if people yeah. if people would get it out of their minds that it's not a competition. I think we could see that day, but it, that's all this whole paranormal unity thing is, is somebody saying you're wrong. That's not a ghost. And then people getting mad. Or if you try to educate somebody on something, they get mad, you know, so where's the unity in that? It's it's by concept only. So I feel like if you say investigator, if, that brings up a division automatically because it's you versus me. I'm an investigator. You're an investigator. But as a journalist, I'm not biased. You know, I write, I approach things from a completely non-biased place. And that's just, you don't get a lot of that. So that's why I refer to myself more as a journalist. I'm just there to document and not really try to try to sell anything to you other than this documentary. (laughs) <laughs> that is definitely an honest way of doing it. But yeah, you know, I just wanted to say that, you know, with, with Para Unity, sounds good on paper, sounds good when spoken from a lectern, but man, does it come up short every single time. I just, I mean, there's so much we could learn from each other, you know, if we just kind of just stop bickering. So it's not me versus you. It's not my evidence versus your evidence. You're right. I'm wrong. I mean, it's literally all an opinion. This whole thing is an opinion. Paranormal is nothing but a big opinion. We can't prove really anything. So I just hope we just want to share our experiences. I could not agree more. So Maeve, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, we have come to the point in the show that Steve and I like to call shameless self-promotion. This is your, this is your chance to talk about anything that you're doing, uh, anything that you're selling. Like I said, shameless self-promotion and go. Shameless self-promotion time. Let's see. Um, follow us on Wicked Wanders. Me and Amanda are headed up to Connecticut for the Warren Con in a couple weeks, and we're hoping to have all that on Facebook and a few articles come out. Follow us on Paranormal 13. I've got a lot of articles coming out on there. And buy our movie. <laughs> so, yes. and, it'll be, and it'll be out on um, video on demand. Um, pre-orders are open now, but December 14th. Um, two days after my birthday. So it would be a beautiful birthday present if you guys would just kind of help me out and buy the, buy the documentary. Hopefully we can make some more. So now, thank Maeve, you guys for having me on here. Maeve, two, two things here. Uh, Cause Rick was just going to cut it and that was going to be it. I wasn't going to get another chance. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you be open to coming back on after the release of the documentary, after Rick and I have watched it to where we can actually, openly yes. talk about the documentary because yes i would love that i would love there's so much stuff i want to say and so much stuff i want to talk about 
and I have a gag order. <laughs> so yeah. That, so I would love to talk about it after you see it. That Good, bad, and ugly. That'd be great because I, be I got awesome. I yeah. got your message um, during the show that you're going to tell me everything in private about the documentary. So I know Rick Rick wants to he wants to see it, and yep. I, I, I'm yeah. not going to you know I'm not going to you know you can trust me. So I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> Do not trust this man. <laughs> Don't trust anybody that says trust me. <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Maeve, and we will we will book you again you. Um, after I'm going to see the documentary immediately upon availability. Um, I don't know how I, with the we you know Rick living in the Stone Age up there, not knowing about Bojangles. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the documentary will actually get to Chicago. Well, if I can find a way to print this out on VHS for him, I will. <laughs> VHS? Oh man, we're in, we're, we're still we're still in beta. <laughs> Come on, man. Laser disc. And everybody <laughs> under 30 years old is like, what, what? is that? <laughs> As I wear my Top Gun hat and Karate Kid shirt. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, well, thank you, Maeve. We're going to cut you loose. Thank you, Maeve. And we will awesome. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thanks. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do you have proof of the paranormal? Want to see your story and evidence showcased on our show? Email shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com with questions, comments, your paranormal stories, evidence of the paranormal, or just anything you'd like to see on our show. Your story and evidence may appear on Shadow Initiative Paranormal TV. That's Shadow Initiative TV at gmail. You are listening to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with authors and ghost hunters Stephen Lancaster and Rick Hale. She's alive. Alive. There we go. Yes. All right. Man, you really were laying it. You really were laying the ass kissing on thick, weren't you, buddy? Hey, no, I don't consider. <laughs> I consider that being hospitable, ho- hospitable, hospitable. Ho- I consider it hospitality. Hospitable. <laughs> See, but here's the thing, though. It's like you're used to that kind of stuff. I'm not. I I was in that one documentary, uh, Ghost Tapes Two. Check it out on YouTube, by the way. And a couple a couple uh, episodes of of. Uh, ghost tapes the the series i'm not really that familiar with all i've never had to sign an nda or i've never had what she called a gag order i've never had to do any of that stuff well you know maybe now's a good time to start (laughs) i'm gonna have you sign a gag order (laughs) but that was great what i mean yeah yeah the topic at hand was the the documentary but I mean, what a great interview. You know, she's got a lot going on, man. Yeah, she really does. I, I really like the idea of um, of not just the documentary that she has coming out, but also the Paranormal 13. I think that sounds great. Because you and I, we've talked about the whole para-unity thing numerous mm-hmm. times on the show and how ridiculous it really is. Well, I think it's cool she's going to come back on, you know, after yeah. you and I have, have watched it. So to where we can openly talk about this thing, which will only make people want to see it more, you know, right. and, and 
did you catch the like similarities? It, Rick, it's like it seems like we get these guests that are so similar to us because mm-hmm. you know she's a veteran investigator, been at it for decades. She yeah. writes about it. You know, I mean, this is how you describe you and me. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So I found that interesting. Paranormal thirteen, label thirteen. I mean, come on. Oh, look at that. It's, it's right there. Is that there. The, uh, the Bader Manhofer or whatever it was that you were talking about yeah. last week? <laughs> hey, I'm surprised you remembered that. Uh, yeah, it's it's not completely gone yet, uh, my memory. But, uh, yeah, she's, she's, she was a great guest, great to talk to, very knowledgeable. And um, I, I can't wait to see this uh, this documentary. Yeah, me too. I'm excited about it. I, I did, when she was talking about what Kane had said, um, I actually mm-hmm. did read that somewhere. I can't remember if it was the press release that you sent me or, or over at Amazon or something, but I did read where he had said that. I was reading something about that, which is pretty right. cool. And it sounds yeah, like it's really going to be a, a very down-to-earth, personal, experience-based documentary, not something blown out of ghost adventure proportions, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. And it's really it's it's really hard to think like here is this huge man who played, you know, one of the most terrifying serial killers in movie history. And for him to have an experience that shook him, I mean, I think, you know, that that's like um, I don't know what to say about that, but I'm willing to find out definitely when I watch the uh, the uh, documentary. Well, you know, he's also the. um the ever returning uh, Crowley in the Hatchet movies. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, there's like three or four of those movies now. Very, very popular. He, he's just like Hatchet Killer. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. check into that too. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really Victor uh, Crowley. Victor Crowley's the Victor character. Crowley. Yeah, not really so much a slasher fan as I like you know supernatural type horror films. You know, vampires, ghosts, werewolves, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, you know, growing up. With uh, Jason Voorhees, I mean, he scared the hell out of me from the time I was 14 until sometime in my 20s. So, uh, yeah, definitely definitely a must-see, and we encourage everybody and anybody to watch this documentary. Speaking of which, have you you watched Black Mass yet? Midnight Mass? No, I haven't. Midnight Mass, yeah, Black Mass. Yeah, you know, I I don't get a chance to watch a lot of these shows here at home because, like, Jamie is not a uh she doesn't really care for horror so Mm -hmm. it's it's really difficult to get a chance to watch these shows i tell you man it 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 takes a lot to impress me as far as writing i mean Mm -hmm. i'm an elitist man when it comes to like film it's just in midnight mass this guy you know he's the he's the same guy that did the the um haunting of hill house the the what's the other one um bly manor it's the same yeah, guy. Um, and, dude, I have never... Usually you have a love story, or you have a thriller, mm-hmm. or you have a mystery, or you have a horror movie. Sometimes they there's there's the hybrids, there's the horror comedy, stuff like that. Yeah, I have never seen something written so well to where it's romance, it's mystery, it's thriller, it's horror. It, it's it's mind-bending. It, it, it's psychological. Um, it's spiritual. It's it's amazing at how well written it is, and I like so I said, it's got dude, it all. There's a key element to it that 
makes me give you the Lancaster guarantee that you would oh. love this series. After you explaining what a snob you are with this kind of thing, yeah, that's that's high praise. Yeah. Oh, it's high praise. <laughs> high praise, Jerry. High <laughs> praise. <laughs> Outstanding. Speaking of Seinfeld, have you been watching it on Netflix? Uh, I watched a few episodes a couple of days ago. It pisses me off that they changed the aspect ratio of it. They added oh. black the black bars. Uh-huh. So, like, some of the... Like, you remember the pothole episode? Yeah, of course. You can't oh, even Lee, see... Yeah. You can't even see the pothole. Are you serious? Yeah, because, because of the black bars. <laughs> you can't even see the pothole. So when George is, like, pointing... You don't even... If, if you've never seen the episode before... Yeah, of course I've never, seen the episode. I mean, what I'm oh. saying is if you have never seen it, you wouldn't know what he's pointing at. Oh, so that's what they're... T- yeah, I see, I haven't watched... I, I, like, skip around to different episodes, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was a huge Seinfeld nerd, man, back oh, in the 90s. Too, I still love that show. Me too. Um, oh, that's unfortunate. You know what? Maybe if enough people bitch and moan about it, maybe they'll change it. Maybe. Maybe. So what do we got going on next episode, Rick? Uh, Wednesday. Um, well, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to hear from you. Yeah, we might have a show Wednesday. We might not. I've got some, some things going down. We're going to try to fit it in. Um, but if not, that would be next Sunday. What What is uh, – do we have a guest next Sunday? We don't. We are, Our next guest isn't until um, the 24th. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking to uh, Todd Hedrickson about the occult. X. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, that is that is our that is our Halloween show. And during that episode, I will be reading Edgar Allan Poe's immortal classic, The Raven. I read it every year on Halloween. It's one yeah, of my this favorite is, poems. Rick, this is going to be our first Halloween together as a show. Our, yeah, it is our first Halloween show. That was so bizarre. Wow. When we started this show last year, we had one episode and then bam, we were at a Christmas episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we, we launched our show one week before Christmas and the next thing, well, well, I guess we need to do a Christmas episode, a paranormal show. <laughs> yeah. So now we're what, 26 episodes in Yeah. as of today? Yeah. yeah can you believe it? Man, how do I put up with you? I know. <laughs> the level of therapy that is required. You folks at home, you just don't know. Oh. You just don't Yeah, know. tomorrow morning I get to go. Yeah, tomorrow morning I had to go talk to my therapist about this guy. I installed a couch in my studio <laughs> just so I could lay <laughs> down afterward. Like, God, it's exhausting. Well, <laughs> with that being said, hanging my friends, with the uh, self-proclaimed world sexiest ghost hunter, we greatly appreciate you hanging out today in our great guest. Thank you very much, Maeve Ibanez. I, I kept, I always wanted to say Ibanez because of the guitars. Guitars, yeah, Ibanez, me too. You know, but that's why I never said her last name because I knew I was going to slip up. And I was going to say Ibanez. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. I think she probably would have been okay. Yeah, Maeve was a great guest, and thank you so much, Maeve, for being on the show. You were awesome. Yes, absolutely. And um, thanks, guys, for checking out our podcast today. Me and Rick, um, we woke up uh, not together, 
I just want to clarify that. Not that yeah, there's anything wrong with that. that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, now that I know Rick is also a mad Seinfeld uh, uh, fan like I am, I we can will throw be quoting. These, yes, I can throw these <laughs> references out. Hell, we may even have a Festivus special. You know how to take the reservation, but you don't know how to hold <laughs> the reservation. And that's really what it's all about. <laughs> Yes, we have a Festivus special here on on Shadow Initiative where each one of us, we we take our turn at why the other one disappoints us so much. (laughs) Oh, God, that'll probably be a four or five hour special. with some of you people. (laughs) So, anyways, guys, we will see you next time. Thanks for hanging out. We are out of here. Have a good week.